this, 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 this is the D.V.O. Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what this is. This is the D.V.O. Podcast with your host, David D. And the vengeful one. And today on our show, we have the new, new, new world order, NWO. What's going on, NWO? Uh, not too much. Uh, happy to, you know, be part of this. I've uh, listened to quite a few. Um, probably most of them, they're, you know, great uh, listens to, especially at work. So it's uh, you know, nice to finally be able to be a part of it myself. So, so basically what you're saying is you only pay us attention when you need to kill time? <laughs> I mean, what it makes it even better of a podcast when I'm being paid to listen to it. Oh, true. That's true. Yeah, it's always better when you get paid. But you, you actually reached out to be on the podcast because you wanted to share some useful um, tips and strategies, which we'll get into uh, here. But uh, I think you asked me a long time ago to be a, on the show and I think it just shows how long our waiting list is. We finally got around to making, making this happen. So I'm excited because uh, you are, uh, you've been a, a very active uh, member of our discord channel for months now. And it's good to, yep. uh, it's good to finally get you officially on the show. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of my favorite things about the channel. I mean, I think I, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, the Reverend run. Or not, uh, Reverend, um, <laughs> wow, uh, Rev's podcast, um, that mentioned the fact that you had a, a, you know, a Friends of Tuvement channel at the time, and then, um, you know, it's nice being able to talk with people outside of, uh, you know, my own faction, uh, right, they, they probably get tired of hearing me as well, so, <laughs> Uh, I, I just like talking to people, uh, especially since it's probably the only server or, you know, I, I deleted my line chat, but line chat, anything of that nature where I haven't seen a single thing come up, you know, faction drama wise, you know, that's a pretty awesome thing to be able to say, uh, cause it happens everywhere. <laughs> and then when it happens, it gets ugly. So, yeah, it's just something that we don't care for at all, but don't tempt the audience to start some shit. They will get banned. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, so, why don't we jump into it? So, what made you a fan of wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, actually, my cousin. So, my cousin and I, uh, my cousin Jack, he was the one that got me into watching uh, WCW at the time. So I grew up a WCW kid and uh, we would be obsessed with, you know, the video games. You know, we'd uh, talk on the phone because he lives two hours away. So we talk on the phone while watching WCW Nitro, just like, you know, hooked to it, you know, every single Monday night. And then Thursday night when Thunder, you know, debuted, and you know, playing the, the WCW Nitro card game was a blast, too. So. Uh, you know, very early on, he got me into it. He actually does, uh, like amateur wrestling. Uh, he's also trained in jujitsu. So, uh, <laughs> we used to, you know, wrestle around, you know, use our, his younger brother, uh, you know, for 
because he was smaller at the time, so we could, you know, do the cooler moves to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just probably, you know, through my cousin, you know, just the friendship that we had through, you know, wrestling. Uh, plus just the, you know, I was hooked to, you know, Rey Mysterio as soon as he came out too. And the first time I saw his match, you know, all those high-flying moves of the cruiserweights that the WCW had at the time. And then, you know, obviously NWO just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, I totally hear you. I, I remember... I mean, I grew up with uh, WWF in the 80s, um, but there was something about, you know, the new gen as it was, there were some good aspects of it. Well, you won't think so, but Bret Hart. Um, But but at the same time, there was was definitely something lacking in terms of uh, just the star power of, you know, the guys that you grew up with, even at the time, you know, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and... So once we got cable and getting to watch uh, WCW with, uh, you know, when Monday Nitro came on, that was just more interesting just because of the names there at first. And then once when the NWO happened, that was that was the I think the greatest wrestling storyline ever and nothing that will ever come close to that. But it was um, but I just remember even during the Monday Night Wars, I was a big fan of WCW over WWF at the time. Um you know, as much as I loved uh, Austin and The Rock and DX, but it was in terms of just the in-ring entertainment. Uh, I was I always thought WCW, for the most part, at least in the mid '90s, was uh, was where it was at for many of the same reasons. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah. For me, I mean, I want to say so. I was like eight or nine years old at the time when NWO came out, so. I hated them, like, but <laughs> I loved hating them, you know. So they were like the perfect, you know, cast of like villains, and it to me, you know, especially because I was such a young kid, you know, rather naive. Obviously, I thought it was, uh, you know, actually happening, you know. And I watched a documentary on NWO, and I guess like police got called on scene too, because like that's how believable it was. I mean. If the internet had been around in the capacity it is now, the NWO would never work, you know, to the same effect. Because, right. you know, you would have heard these rumors or, you know, and obviously HDTV also makes it very, very clear that it's not real, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just uh, had a very real feel to it. So that that's what really drew me in. I might be jumping ahead a bit here, but how did you go from hating NWO to having your screen name being NWO? Because uh, I don't think if it were for the NWO story, I would have gotten as sucked into. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they were kind of the necessary evil, you know, that was kind of needed. Yeah. Uh, at least I thought, you know, for that time. And it. It is just one of the best, you know, stories <clears throat> in wrestling, and it was so well done. So, kind of just yeah, as much as I hate them as a fan, you know, as a kid, but I have a lot, of, you know, respect for the whole, you know, NWO story, and uh, that's what probably drew me in the absolute most because I, I right when I got into wrestling was right when 
Paul and Nash came over. So that's it's kind of like, you know, fitting in that way, too. Okay. Which iteration of NWO was your favorite? I know there's like the black and white, the red, the Hollywood. Storyline and everything aside, red and, you know, the the very first one. Um, I would, it, yeah. doesn't get, it doesn't get any better. You know, sequels are never as good as the mm-hmm. first. However, Sting's red and white or red and black face paint is the absolute best. Like, I thought that he looked awesome in that uh, face paint. Uh, when he was part of the wolf pack. So I, I did like that a lot. But yeah, the first iteration uh, was the absolute best. That being just Hall, Nash, and Hogan, or the, just the first group group? And uh, Six Pack. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It was There was something about... I still remember you know, Nash throwing uh, Mysterio headfirst in the side of the truck. <laughs> production truck i was like wow what a dick you know (laughs) i don't remember how old i was maybe 12 or something at the time but it was um i just remember yeah like it just felt so real at the time and um but they were they really did the bad guy angle so well and they made it so believable but i think that's also what made me really uh fall in love with the sting character uh, even more just because the the drama that he had with the nwo and you know like is he part of them is he not part of them he's got the same colors but he's up in the rafters and what's the thing with the bat and um but that whole era was just so exciting week after week and um you know it, it's an odd thing to really look forward to mondays especially as a middle school and high school kid but uh it, it was really that it was just that they yeah, really did that uh, well i uh there, there was nothing I looked forward more to than coming home, you know, on a Monday. Um, I had this 19-inch color TV in my bedroom with cable. Boy. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I would always make sure to, like, pretend I was asleep. And then once I could like hear the footsteps go into the other room, it's like I would flip the power back on. And then as soon as I hear the footsteps come out, I would, like flip the power back off. So I would always be because it would go. I want to say it was like nine to eleven every Monday night, which you know my mom was you know not too pleased uh, with me staying up that late for. Right. So were you um, aware of WWF in that era, or was WCW your entire world? Oh, no, I was uh, definitely aware of, you know, the WWF at the time. Uh, <clears throat> you know, there's too much mentions of it by WCW for, you know, me to not. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> uh, no, but I mean, when you're constantly told by, you know, your favorite you know, wrestling brand that the other one's awful and you're very young and naive, you just, you know, go by what they say. Like, oh yeah, it must be terrible. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. So did you have like any cool memorabilia growing up, like the little My Buddy toys or like you said, you had trading cards, but did you have like games or anything like that too? Uh, I mean, it wasn't a, a trading cards. It was um, actually, it was like, a WCW Magic the Gathering kind of game, um, mm. which was really cool. Yeah, uh, it was actually made by I think it's Wizard that makes Magic cards. Actually, 
like that uh, company that they are also making like Pokemon cards at the time. Right. So it was like an actual like game that you would play. My uh, cousin and I, and we would like make these little title belts that we would, you know, play for. So uh, that was one of them. Uh, There there was this like WCW like microphone and uh, that you would press the, you know, the Hollywood Hogan and, you know, do a sound bite. Just little things like that. Yeah. One of those wrestling dolls things. Uh, you know, they had like a Goldberg, Bret Hart, and you know, probably Hollywood Hogan, uh, miniature like things that you could like actually wrestle. And they would like make sounds, like if you hit oh. them and whatnot. Okay, but that's I'm actually I'm actually googling that game now because I had no idea that something like that existed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I had no idea either, and maybe it could have been because there weren't that many wrestling fans at least uh in my middle school once i got to high school and the monday night wars were in full fledged they picked up a lot more fans oh yeah i mean i i kind of feel like you know the nwo era was the one that started it which then triggered the attitude era obviously cuz mm-hmm. they did uh, but uh they absolutely the nwo kind of made it cool to like you know to like wrestling because i mean you know, they got Dennis Rodman on there, you know, who was a major star in the NBA at that time. He was, absolutely, you know, ridiculous, but, you know, he was playing with the Bulls. So, uh, I mean, that was a big name. And there's uh, a lot to, a lot of people wanted to be associated with at the time, which was, you know, yeah. kind of fair, at least <clears throat> based on what I saw, obviously. But uh, only the real fans want to be associated with it 20 years later, like you. Yeah, I mean, I actually uh, haven't even watched wrestling from the time WCW folded. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I don't remember, I want to say like 13, 14. So I was kind of like, I guess it's you know, too cool to be part of, uh, you know, watch wrestling <clears throat> or whatever because kids would like, no, they are. They make fun of you for anything. So they're like, you know, it's fake, right? And then, you know, it's just like I got tired of dealing with it. So I stopped. Plus, I didn't know where to pick up. You know, once you put something down, it's like, it's hard to, you know, or once it goes away, I didn't want to have to like get reinvested into new characters and storylines and things like that. So I stopped up until probably about a year ago uh, when I started playing this game. Uh, is when I watch wrestling again. Oh wow! So this this game actually brought you back into wrestling. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So wow. if it weren't for the, I don't know if I would, uh, you know, be subscribed to the WWE Network and you know watching wrestling all the time because I've actually started watching, uh, you know, uh, Raw replays from 1997. Right. So I'm like, well. I'm, I looked up just, you know, when the attitude started and they gave me just a, a date to go by. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to just start from right here. And, you know, I need something to watch during feuds. And, you know, I just, you know, really like, you know, wrestling. I forgot how much I missed wrestling until I started playing this game. So how so did what, you find out? Go ahead. Yeah, Vigil. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, if you weren't watching wrestling and most of the guests who have been on the show said they found out about the game, but while watching wrestling, like, how did you hear about champions? 
Uh, it was a random Facebook ad, actually. Oh. Um, you know how they show, you know, previews of games, and I've played Candy Crush, so because, right. they, you know, the internet likes to watch every single thing you do, um, because I played, you know, some gem matching games, it was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it, it was about a year ago at this time, and uh, right now, at because I work for one of the uh, automotive, uh, you know, manufacturers. <clears throat> and uh, so it's a really down time right now. You know, it's heading into the 4th of July shutdown where, you know, I, I've been so slow. I mean, today got uh, really hectic, but for the most part, it's really slow. And I saw this game, you know, champions ad come up and I'm like, well, I love the WCW. I loved wrestling as a kid. I liked gem matching games. And I, I always, you know, I saw that you'd build these characters up. And I love Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is a lot of building characters. You, mm. There's variety of skill trees that you can do with it. So it kind of combines, you know, my, you know, I like gem matching games. And I like building, you know, characters. So I play it. I'm like, so what's the worst that can happen? Well, <laughs> I, I found out what the worst that can happen with that is, uh, as I played it every single day, pretty much for the last year. <laughs> um, yep. I didn't. I definitely did not anticipate, uh, you know, getting into all the factions and feuding uh, as much as I do. I just I'm kind of out of a whim. Wanted to kill some time at work, and I got hooked right away. It, it's it's a really it's a well designed game the servers you know all the you know a lot of things that they you know how they execute certain things not so much but the game you know at its core is uh very you know it's a very addicting game with the uh the building of characters and you know you know having to farm and build them up it's just uh it got very addicting very quickly so you said you started around last year this time. I would imagine since you're like a heavy feuder, like your roster is pretty stacked. Like, how did you manage to, um, how should I say, it? manage your resources so efficiently? Like, because your roster is better than mine, and I was playing from the inception. So obviously, I would assume you either had some sort of mentorship or you already had, like, the know-how to properly uh, evolve your roster probably from playing Diablo? Yeah, a little bit of that. I knew because of that, you know, you only get so many skill points. You get one for leveling up in Diablo, and there's some quests to get some additional ones. So you have finite resources, and you have to be very smart with them. So it's right. sensible. Um, I knew as as I got a little bit into it, and I was getting a little bit stronger. I saw at the time, you know, factions were requiring, you know, roughly like 20K at the time rosters. Um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to just get to like 25K and then I'll look into the faction thing. I was going to just play the road. And then once I cleared the road, I was just going to be done with the game. That was my intention when I downloaded it. Um, so... Then I got into a, a faction, or I found a tier list that was actually, you know, from Execution at the time. It, you know, drifted all the way down to this uh, little faction I was in. So 
I knew how, I'm like, all right, well, if I can just prioritize and just focus on, you know, just, you know, a handful of people, let's build those up, you know, really strong. And then I can work on my other ones because, you know, same principle again in Diablo to make that comparison is you want one really strong guy and he's going to farm for you and Mm. you just have to farm you. I spend hours and hours, you know, on that game farming. Uh, So it's very uh, transferable when you're coming over here, you know, focus on one guy, get one guy as strong as possible. So that way you can just do as many matches as you can to try and get as many loot as you can. Um, Obviously I've become more efficient with my farming, but uh, I, it's just, you gotta spend the time. Uh, If you're willing to spend the time and actually, you know, grind it out and farm all the TP and the coin and, uh, the tokens, whether you, you know, save up your level up cash and, um, or even do those, uh, tap joy offers. I know people rag on them a lot, but I mean, I, I do the ones that are worth like 80, you know, 80 to 120 in game cash. And I'll grind those out too. Uh, Mm. if I'm in need of one and two star silver tokens. So, uh, it's a lot of just, you know, you gotta have an end goal in sight, and if I have an end goal in sight, I can farm till I make that end goal happen. Who is your um first character that you focused on? Hmm. Oh man, that's uh, rather tough. Um, I I can't. I think it was Cena because he had to choose move. Um, right. Or NXT Seth, NXT Seth it was, and then um, I didn't realize how lucky I was. And um, there's a actually a guy, uh, Clay. Um, I can't pronounce it fully. Uh, I'm hoping maybe Trolley or Compy can type out the name in uh, the podcast chat here. Um, he after seeing him struggle and finally get one, which I'm very. It took him 502 days. I got him very early. I got him very, very early. So I didn't realize exactly. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Clay Surrey uh, from uh, Dicers there. Um, thank you. And uh, I didn't realize how lucky I was until much later in the game when I saw so many people uh, um, struggle. Hmm. Yeah, I got so, I, and then I looked. I went to the champions guide site. So I had like, oh man! Once I get him to three stars, he gets two choose moves. Um, and then that was just, <laughs> uh, I was very enamored by the choose moves early on. Um, so he was then my farmer uh, for a very long time. So why don't you? You touched on it obviously a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about your? Uh personal history with this game maybe the timeline all right so i kind of just gave you the the very early introduction um so once i started looking around for a faction um i've actually only been in officially four now the very first one was this random one uh called kidiots and i it made me chuckle when i first heard the name so i'm like i guess i'll check this out and uh, I think it was you, Ventral, who, uh, you know, said, like, when you first joined a faction, you got a bag, and you're like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. Um, but uh, 
that kind of thing happened. And I'm like, all right, well, and then I saw that there's this thing called feuds, and I saw this one guy just hanging out there, and I'm just like, obviously you need five, and obviously you need to be in a faction that's a little bit more active. So I then started keeping an eye on, you know, the global chat and saw that line was needed for pretty much all of them. So I downloaded the line app at the time and created a username. So that way, if I found one uh, that stood out for whatever reason, I'd be able to contact. So I saw this one called area 51 rejects um, (laughs) being posted. Uh, So I joined there and I, uh, they were the ones that actually got me to feud and two of the leaders there actually have, uh, come uh joined me in a new hope so we've been friends uh for ever since then so it's kind of cool that um they actually rick c and the others uh phantasm that's like his usual username but uh his end game is mr venom he there they joined so it's kind of cool that i met these people probably nine ten months ago was in a faction for a month or two and we've always kept in touch and uh, finally, you know, way down the line, you know, it comes full circle and we're in the same faction again. So, um, but feuding there, learned how to do it. Once I started to actually feud, I fell in love with that immediately. Um, but it was getting very frustrating, um, you know, barely cracking the top 100 uh, when I was putting in a lot of effort. I think I was only scoring like, you know, probably two, two, about two and a half million at the time. Um, So, but that was the top in that faction. So I actually then uh, my buddy in that one left uh, to join execution. And I uh, actually joined as well. I think it was uh, execution BC at the time. And then moved up to NXT, so pretty much the equivalent of ERA. I'm, you know, it's been a long time. Um, but I think I had a 77K roster when I joined there. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, <clears throat> um, that, you know, there's a lot of the tier guide people. I actually, you know, use their tier guides already um, to kind of build it to where I was then. And I just, uh, hung out in the questions and advice channel that they have there. And I just was like, all right, these guys know way more than I do. I'm going to just be a sponge to their advice. So you got, you know, King Kong Corgi with Compi and Choli. I mean, you know, Master's part of it. Tommy uh, Robinson, who's also part of the tier guide. Um, Just a wealth of information is in that channel. And, I knew, I know when I'm not, you know, when there's people smarter than myself and when to just take their advice and, you know, kind of go with it. So, um, just they helped me, you know, you know, prioritize what I should be, you know, focusing on. And then, um, you know, it, it grew from there and I, I was there for nine months or so. Um, you know, a lot of good people over there, um, but then obviously uh, it was just uh, my time to go. And when I did, you know, 
I uh, it was after the Baylor feud, and uh, then I joined a New Hope. So, um, and I've been there since, and you know, a lot of people from all over. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of great people there. Um, I could probably <laughs> have a whole podcast episode just naming, you know, all the great, great people. Uh, you know, you got, you know, all the tier list people that I'd already mentioned, you know, and then, you know, recently Punisher and Canation, which I've never realized how fast, you know, Canation, like I knew she had to be fast to do what she does because I know Arma is really fast as well. And I thought, you know, I feuded with Arma and, you know, He's incredibly fast, too. I mean, those two, you know, they're ridiculous. I don't know how they do it. I used to, you know, I always think I am. But then I get, you know, in a queue with either of those two. Um, you know, Punisher as well. Like, they're all great people and, you know, tremendous feuders. But, um, I mean, you got Grinders as well. Um, that's... <laughs> um, so, it's... Uh, I see Mikey. He's probably going to heckle me here. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, it's, I'm nearing the 400 K roster. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I, I definitely did not think I was going to be this involved with the game. Yeah. I totally <laughs> hear you there. I, I remember when 70 K was, I remember hitting a hundred K thinking oh my god that's crazy and now like you i'm, I'm close to 400 and I'm, it's, it's crazy it's crazy um how far we've come with this that's a pretty interesting um background and certainly you've gotten to hang out with a lot of the big brains in the game uh for a long time uh but you did mention that you know it's uh, you know when it's time to you know shut your mouth and just listen but there was one time that you peeped up for a certain character. Why don't you tell us that story? Yeah. Uh, so a while back, I, you know, we all get to this point where um, you don't know what to work on, but you want to work on something. Um, and Compi um, was, I think, I think he was in like Purple Cobras at the time, but we we're still, you know, talking on a line app. And he was the one that got me going on, um, uh, gold dust and um can't remember who else but then he's like you know and if you have zombie ko on anvil at gold he has an eight turn sub and i and i have so many striker tokens at the time and i'm just like that's ridiculous i'm like i want to get him to gold just to annoy people because if he gets some (laughs) stupid cascade and gets an eight turn sub on someone in a feud they're going to be so mad. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, once you get guys the gold, you just want to play with them, obviously. So I was just, I was just looking at, you know, his moveset and this is before Matt Hardy. And I see that his red move, it not only has a very low charge, but it's random. Now I, I don't like when uh, a, a color generating, you know, move like that is tied to a color, you know, turn uh, yellow to blue, for example. So it's random green and his green gem damage does a ton. And if you look with his tag link with uh, tech breath, it generates even more. So 
I'm like, let me uh, see if I can throw Sting and uh, ADR on him. And that does even more, you know, that does a ton of green gems, and you're getting those two green moves going. And I just started having a lot of fun with that. And then I had to, you know, bring it to the, the tier guide people. And Mike, you should really, really check out this uh, Sting and ADR build. So. Yes, I did have uh, my one shiny moment with that one build. So uh, that's uh, he's definitely my favorite character, and it's, uh, definitely tied to the fact like I was finally able to uh, come up with a uh, uh, finally come up with a build. And yes, uh, <clears throat> as Gampi is mentioning here in the chat, uh, the green his uh, the sec his green gem is the uh, third strongest in the game. Obviously, behind the striker uh, black gem and the powerhouse red gem. Right. Wow, so I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean strikers have uh, the higher gem damage across the board. So when you take that second gem color of theirs, it's still incredibly powerful. And um, I took your advice and took Anvil to gold. I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, and um, that has kind of replaced my Bray Wyatt which I used wow. for, well, I mean, I used Bray for clearing the tours, uh, the daily tours without looking, you know, the, the boring, normal, hard stuff that you just want the resources and you don't want to spend any effort. Um, and Anvil is just, he's just more fun doing it, you know, because no matter what you get the move on turn three and, uh, yeah. and those tag links and he's got the best tag links in the game, uh, between the two Bretts and Bulldog, depending on what you want to do. But yeah, now that we've got Matt in the game, it just it he's so versatile. He's an incredibly fun character to use. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, it was on uh, Little C's stream uh, this past feud, uh, which is always a lot of fun to watch his streams, um, especially since he does the interesting challenge with not using props. Um, and so. Um, he didn't realize that when I was racing him, I was using Anvil. So it's, you know, a lot of people are still a little bit surprised when, uh, you're using Anvil as the main one. So he, he can sleep on you, uh, rather quickly. Um, but when you're doing a four times multiplier on his black gem, which, you know, since I have a hollow star, I think it makes each one just shy of 15,000 damage. So, uh, It'll it'll pin anyone uh, and put them to danger, which is nice because in a feud, if you can get them to danger, that's more points. Um, a lot of the time, you know, with even tough, uh, the thing I don't like about him is his slow animations and the fact that he'll leave a lot of the time five to ten to fifteen thousand uh, HP on them. Uh, I like to bring them all the way to danger, so. Uh, when you're doing 15,000 per gem for five of the gems, <laughs> you're definitely going to be able to put them to danger. I learned something new every day. I did not know you got more points with taking them to danger. Like yeah. how many more points on average? Uh, it's, it's, it's five points per hundred damage. I can't okay. remember exactly. Hopefully someone here in the chat will, uh, provide us with that answer. But, uh, yeah, you do get uh that's why the protect gem guys aren't as good because you're uh... early or at least with before the uh you know revamped kick out. Um 
uh, before the revamp kicked out, you, you'd be leaving them at like forty, fifty thousand. So right. I can't remember how much. You got to divide it by like five. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, five uh, points per health. So. Hmm. Good to know. Yes. So speaking of feud, um, you're pretty, you know, top level feuder. Every time I look on the leaderboard, I see you, unfortunately. But uh, do you have any tips for how to be a better feuder? Uh, I mean, there's quite a few. Um, voice chat, we do a lot of voice chat. Um, you know, especially since we have, you know, a lot of European grinders, you know, so they're on that different times. You know, you got, right, right. Uh, you know, people like Kimmers and Deji and Hall. Um, Deji talking about 92 SummerSlam stories. Um, <laughs> I can kind of help keep you awake. But, I mean, I like talking with people. And if you're talking, you know, with people at all hours of the day, you know, thankfully, you know, we have people that are across time zones. So, um i'm usually on that voice chat from start to finish a feud maybe you know uh some exceptions it also makes it easier so i don't have to pay attention to the chat uh because there's a lot of people that you know i can just tell that i'm having an issue and you right. know i don't have to waste time typing so um there's a lot for that reason as well that i just i don't want to be spending you know that much time uh you know communicating issues when i can you know, right when I'm in a brawl. Mm -hmm. So usually when I'm doing my typing, it's while I'm, you know, waiting, um, you know, whether the servers are sucking or, you know, you, you just finish a little bit faster than someone else. So you got to wait for your brawl to end. Um, that's usually the only time I really like to, you know, type a lot during feud. But uh, eye drops, when you're looking at something for that long of time as well, you, like I... I didn't understand like how much of a difference eye drops would do, mm. but because uh, they they start feeling really strained. I mean, around the two to three a.m. mark when I've been staring at gems for the last you know six, seven, eight hours, uh, as soon as I put those eye drops in, it just it really refreshes my eyes. <clears throat> and then there's the obvious uh, coffee, <laughs> uh, energy drinks. Um, and having a, uh, steady, uh, you know, lineup of TV shows and, you know, things like that to watch. Right, right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then also just, uh, I like to switch up characters, um, to stay fresh. It can get very boring doing the same exact thing. Uh, so like last, uh, feud, I... New is a little bit slower, but you know, hey, it's three thirty, four o'clock in the morning my time. I'm gonna just have some fun and give myself a little bit of a mental break. And I just played with Warrior instead of Anvil, and uh, Warrior is a ton of fun uh, with all those cross breaks. So yeah, uh, for me, it's you know, I gotta survive till the sun comes up, and once the sun comes up, like that also wakes me up as well. Um. But I'll put the phone down and just, you know, walk outside, you know, for, you know, just do a couple laps around my yard, uh, just walking just to kind of get my, you can't sit still for that long either. So, um, 
just take a little break from the screen and from everything in general and just kind of get some fresh air. And uh, then you come back and you're a bit more refreshed. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, you got to find what works best for you. But, uh, yeah, you got to you know, kind of keep yourself moving around a little bit and find different things that, you know, can refresh you mentally or uh, physically. Uh, so that way you can keep on uh, grinding because uh, it becomes an endurance contest at the end especially in the last, like, six hours. If you're doing 24 hours straight, uh, the last, I want to say, six hours is uh, pretty brutal. Uh, but you got to – it's just a matter of just willing it out. If, you know, you get to that point where it's, well, I've made it this far now. I might as well keep going. Uh, so you literally feud for 24 hours straight? Uh, Yeah, more, a lot of – yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still actually kind of recovering. So, uh, from the last one, because, uh, I tend to not do it, but, um, excuse me, um, with the leaderboard being those feud marks and me not having honky tonk man or Vince, I wanted to get some of those marks for the event that's going on right now. Right, make up for the fact that I don't have those two characters, so I'm leaving a lot of points on the board. Uh, plus, I mean, I, we have to tip our cap to Haven. Uh, we had a 30 mil point lead. They got it down to two at one point, so uh, they, they're very impressive, so that's the other thing. Um, when you're wanting to go to sleep, and then all of a sudden, it's, you know, a big lead is down to two million. Uh, I think there was a couple feuds ago. At one point, it w- it was the Farouk feud. Uh, feud. I I saw at one point our lead got down to eight hundred thousand. So oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's like all right. Well, I guess I gotta keep going because I I want to do whatever I can to help uh help us out. And uh, you know, I want I like to uh, you know win this uh, little battle that's going on and the only way I can do that is if I keep on grinding so so do, do you put your guys in for heals or do you just heal them immediately so you can just get back into brawl uh, last feud I was since this last feud has actually it's like there's restrictions to them obviously but the restrictions are rather uh, open ended so I uh, <laughs> I would put my warrior up for a heal, sub him out for Andre, and then I would use Anvil for that feud. Mm, Anvil rotation. Put him up for a heal, sub him for Harlem Heat Booker, and then I would put uh, Warrior back in in place of Andre, and then play with Andre. I was doing that for a while because unfortunately I wasn't able to save up my, the normal amount of health packs. Um, plus I wasn't trying to beat Mikey T in, um, a leaderboard, uh, that counted health packs towards my food total. So I oh, that's, feel the need to also use health packs. So. I'm sorry, I was cutting you off. I was saying that's a little internal competition you guys have to see who can use the less, the least health packs. 
Uh, no, because if you're on the leaderboard and you're getting, you know, the 1,200 points per um, health pack, you might as well take advantage of that. Uh, oh, 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 misunderstood. Okay. Well, this last feud, it wasn't counting health packs, though. You're talking about the, the feud. So um, putting up a lot more heals, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. What would you say but, as far as, like, the, the restrictions and being able to rotate because the feuds lately it's you have to use the same people you know the horseman feud you, I, don't, I don't have other horsemen to rotate in so uh, when the really really heavy restriction feuds you can't you know use that method but this one it's been nice I mean I wish they would change <laughs> the feud requirements uh, for a feud that's you know eight days after <laughs> Uh, yeah. One that just ended, but sorry to uh, cut you off there, eventually. No, that makes sense. I, I would prefer some different requirements as well, but at least, like you said, it's open-ended, so at least you're not stuck necessarily using the exact same guys, but in reality you are because you, you want the best score. Um, what would you say as far as like actual feuding quickly? Because as I've started to get more competitive lately after joining Execution, I'm realizing, yeah, I might have... NBT and some of these other top end guys, but I'm still not finishing any any faster than uh, you know some of the some of the faster guys there. Um, and I made the mistake once of getting matched up against Canation three times in one feud and trying to race her, and uh, <laughs> that did not end well <laughs> at all. So, I, but I, I still I just don't know how to get past you know the red rings and all that. It, I don't I really don't know how to feud any faster if that makes sense because you can't do it if you. You know, if you already have the fastest right. characters, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, um, there was a time when I finished um, second overall, but I want to preface that with saying I actually finished third. Um, Arma let off the gas heavy. Armageddon, he's also, he's always, <laughs> You're if you're looking at a few leaderboards, you're going to see two names, you know, most of the time, and that's going to be Canadian and Armageddon. So, um, Armageddon definitely laid off the gas because, uh, you know, he told me you have to keep grinding. But in case I can't remember who it was, um, but there was someone that was in fourth that was, you know, kind of notorious for those late pushes as well. So he want he took. He built a lead on them to kind of dis maybe discourage them uh, from going to third. And then he was kind of like that safety net to where if he did catch, well, I would only drop to third. So that way I would get Warrior, who I really, uh, really wanted. And I struck out many times. And also, you know, Trolley was also a big help. Um, he was taking my lane and giving me his because, you know, he, he, everyone's <laughs> rather familiar with uh Trolley's roster. If you watch any of his tutorials, um, it's all gold. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was giving me a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, point lanes. So um, yeah. So, but getting back to the point, sorry to kind of digress there. Um, I knew I had to be quick to keep going. So I, I instead of using tough. Because not only is his animation slow, you have to choose, which, you know, just mm -hmm. physically takes more time than the automatic, you know, just, you know, put out a bunch of jumps. So I switched to Bray because his animation's quicker. Um, 
and then also it's creating your own board luck. I mean, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the feud, if you're feuding, you know, 16 to 18 hours, um, you're going to be running low on props and <clears throat> you have to not rely on them and, you know, try to create your own board luck. So if you see, you know, you know in that case, the two red gems and they're just sitting there, if you do a you know straight vertical drop, you got a one in six chance of it hitting, especially if there's a square there. And now mm-hmm. you're talking about one in three chance of, you know, get in your match, you know, from a cascade and then you're good to go the next one. So it's a lot of creating your own luck. Um, the more gems that fall, the more likely that you're going to get a cascade. Uh, being able to settle for the fact that, hey, I can't get a match, but there's this four break right here that takes out two of them. That's almost the same thing. So, um it's it's as soon as you can as soon as that board falls i i'm very quick at reading it that's why i can't i don't know how people feud from you know using an emulator or an ipad because i just feel that's so much that your eyes have to scan mm-hmm. uh, oh mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to read it as fast so um I, I'll always feed from my phone and nothing from my phone because I like the fact that I can see the whole screen within a second or two. And I know exactly, and then as soon as I can read the board, I feel I can read it. You know, I see things a lot, you know, quicker, you know, from that. So um, it's, you know, that's why a lot of people will say, oh, you don't need Lawler at 5K for Stardust because if you have them at three-star bronze, mm. if you get your match then you're good to go. But what happens when you don't get your match, but you see a four break that takes out two of them. If you have them at five K, your, your moves are ready to go. Right. So you, you gotta, you know, (laughs) analyze that. And then it also comes down to the fill bonuses. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there's, you know, fill bonuses that make some guys really great. Some feuds when they're normally not, if they get a certain amount of, you know, move damage buff. Um, you know, that that can change the whole game. Obviously, the MP charge um, is is going to be uh, the one that's most sought after because you can, there's been a few times where, you know, people get those one turn, the first turn, you know, choose gem guys going during a feud. So, kind of wish uh, they would kind of be careful of, who they give that power to, you know, because it's like, it's not even a game anymore. If turn one, you're getting to do this, you know, pinning move. Right. Like, you know, how how is that really even a game at that point? It's like you get a free auto clear every single match. So, um, but yeah, it's, you gotta, you know, gotta look at the board, create your board lock and, there's times where you just got to settle for that one in six chance or, you know, maybe one in three, depending on how the board lies. So, so it sounds like some of the <clears throat> takeaways from that are uh, use guys with quicker animations, obviously, uh, and clearly use the actual faster characters as per the tier list, but um, use the ones within that with the faster animations um, and also 
it sounds like, you know, avoid using props. Try to just use the board to your advantage. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, eat the health packs, but just move on. Because sometimes it's also, you know, with the props, if you get too dependent on them, you're changing them between matches and that sort of thing. Or even yeah, just loading true. up the yeah. prop on the screen for whatever reason, that animation takes time or it lags or something. Um, exactly. Uh, which actually gives me to, sorry, one extra point that I forgot is uh, just taking a quick glance to see, all right, well, I'm going to want a yellow chain, though, for both, you know, this last feud in particular, you know, Luger and Andre, because, if I, you know, mm-hmm. that's just required. Um, and then you're thinking, all right, well, for, you know, King of Kings, if he gets that sledgehammer removed, like, I can go get a cup of coffee and come back. And <laughs> <laughs> so... You don't want, and that's a very low charge too. One four break, I think, of green, and that's going to be ready turn two for him, even if he doesn't have steel on him, because you know then you got Volkov and MBT in there, you know as well. So you're thinking, all right, well, you know these two are going to need a green, so I'll put a yellow down, a green down, and then um, you know maybe you know whichever one I need, you know. Maybe I need the red. I think yeah, for a warrior I need the red, so I had like a blue to red gem prop. So I'm set for four matches. I don't even have to touch my props. Because if you can just kind of plan ahead and you know, see who you're gonna be fighting, um, then you don't need to change your props. I mean you go to your props and you get a red ring. <laughs> right. You try to, you you finally change one of your props and you get to the next one, you get a red ring. So the less clicking you do, the better. So if you can just like kind of plan your four, you know, matches ahead, you know, you're looking at, all right, you can now only have to go to your props once instead of do one match, change your props, do two match. Yeah. Change your props. I do one offensive, two defensive for my props. Yeah. That makes sense. Like with this past, well, actually the past several feuds, it's been a green show of heart totally need that all the time for brock but uh but yeah I, i've tried doing that as well like who are the ones that are just going to kill me if uh not necessarily kill you but at least from time wise like andre with his bear hug you don't want to get into that no matter what right. um and just kind of load those in advance and i think like with the piper feud um i was loaded accordingly to uh, with that one so uh, i think that was the the creep feud where we saw a lot of pipers that were turn one um but uh and and as far as like attacking your lanes like when you get uh when you get matched with a guy across the lane and uh you look at what they have do you start with your best against their best or or how do you go down that list um it kind of depends you know uh when i was warrior for example i just wanted to take out the um the acrobats first just because he relies heavily on the gem damage so even if it goes poorly he can do a heavy amount of damage and uh you know get a win um but yeah when i was you know when i use like a striker i'll probably just take out their strikers first so that way i don't have to use my weaker characters against them if you know in my case uh you know this last few if anvil went down he at least took out either Volkov or MBT, you know, so that way mm, right. it's a pain to pin a striker without using a striker. 
their their gem damage, especially with this new kick out, it it's obscene. You know what you can see some of these strikers <laughs> kick out of. So yeah, it's either you got to put them away with another striker, or you got to use Andre and wait forever and take him down slowly. Yeah, or you know, just uh, instead of going turn two with someone like maybe tough, you're you're going turn three so that way you can get the green and the two, you know, blue moves off. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do there, but uh, yeah, I usually go the toughest um, and then maybe throw in a weak guy to get a little HP back and then I go after you know, one of their toughest again. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, a lot of two stars, so I'll go, you know, I will go strongest take a two star out because you can get at least two percent hp back um most times um but two to five especially with uh anvil i get a green move i put a four time multiplier on a loot box and that's two percent hp back before i go fight stronger ones and they're not going to do much damage to me because they're just a two star so get a little bit hp back and then i go and fight you know one of the strongest so it kind of depends. There's, you know, obviously <laughs> the Grim feud. Um, there, it was pretty much all three stars were in lineups. You know, you had, I think, uh, only one could be a two star in that feud out of the five. I believe I recall that one correctly. They kind of all blur together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was right. Um, so it, now you don't have NBT or Volkov. Now, if I were to magically put them on your roster with, you know, their max gold, you don't have to spend any resources. You have the trainers, obviously. Would you switch off of Anvil? Uh, I'd actually want to keep them uh, probably just level one and uh, be able to max their choose move. Uh, that'd probably be the route I would go at this point. Well, I meant if, if I gave them to you already maxed out, you can't use them for Blitz. They're just... They're, so that you can use them in a feud or you can use Anvil in a feud. It's up to you. I'd probably use Volkov because he does have that purple move that has caught me. Uh, I, I, I like the safety net. I've, I'm a safety net fan when it comes to that third move. Um, that's why I like the red move, even though I'm using the sta- uh, steel net uh, build. I like the red move that creates uh, green gems. Uh, it's Especially if I didn't uh, do the math properly on the purple to black, you know, I, I missed a purple gem on accident. That's happened, and it didn't uh, fall the way I wanted to. So I have like purple multipliers out there, um, <laughs> right? To have some, uh, you know, a, a refiller to get the greens going to maybe turn those into black the next time, right? So, so given that, it, let's say it was NBT, who doesn't have a real way out versus anvil you'd still go with anvil yeah plus it's more fun i mean yeah it's more fun (laughs) it's uh i just like uh making a bunch of four time multipliers plus it's he's got a soft spot in my heart and you you probably can see people heckling me about you know talking about anvil too much uh (laughs) they actually made a drinking game on our server (laughs) anytime i met boom um, they got to take a shot. So, um, no, it's just a lot more fun, especially when it's kind of one that, you know, has a little bit more sentimental value to you as well. 
I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bored of the choose moves. I mean, I'll, I'll take them if I have them, you know, uh, with tough, I'm not going to complain, <laughs> you know, um, I actually haven't used them in a really long time. I just, it takes a lot of time and dude. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. I'm, I'm maybe I'll, but part of the reason I'm asking is because again, we have another feud coming up eight days after this previous one. It's exactly the same. And I was wondering, yeah, maybe I should give Anvil a shot over NBT just for don't have to choose, you know. Well, I mean, you have to choose the multipliers, but it's uh, right. there's a little bit more spamming capability and a little bit more board flexibility. Yeah, and it moves quicker. I mean, with like Tufts, he's setting them up on, the, and then he's like climbing on top of them, and then he like does that, you know, the whole animation to it, you know. Right. Uh, Mr. Perfect also has a really slow animation to him. Um, there's a you know a lot of really slow animations out there. Uh, it makes me wish I could turn them off, but at the same time, I guess it's kind of like a competitive advantage if I can rely on someone that has quicker animation. I guess I'll shut my mouth about it and uh, just make people have to suffer through longer animations because in the end, it's kind of a competitive advantage. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a factor that you have to consider with that roster that you have and who you're going to choose. But uh, the one, the animation I'd like to skip is just as soon as you get the three count, can I just hit a button to just exit? <laughs> like I don't, don't want to see anything else. Um, that would be the one I'd like to skip. Yeah, uh, if you have them, in, it's always kind of funny too. Sometimes, like when they get like the. Change. I think they changed that one out, but uh, you get them to danger, but somehow they get a little bit of life back somehow. Have you ever seen that happen? And then they no. still get gems, but it does nothing for them. It, it, yeah, it's uh, pretty funny what this game can do sometimes. It, that just makes it worse. You have them in danger, they can't kick out, yet you still have to wait for them to do you know gem matches because they somehow got a little bit of life back after going in danger. Right, right. Well, why don't we switch gears a little bit? Um, obviously, four stars are right around the corner. We've got people beta testing them, uh, a lot of information coming out. Um, what are you excited about, and what are you nervous about? I mean, I'm excited to do something new, obviously. Um, I mean, I just brought... Just because I'm like, I'm like, I've just been waiting on this, and uh, I'll get other guys ready to evolve. So I brought up uh, Matt Hardy to gold just to do something new, because um, I wanted to play with a new character. So I, I burned an enhance. I'm kind of an impulse uh, spender in that way. Uh, I'm not like, you know, we have uh, someone, Wolfson, who does incredibly well, and he'll... In these individual events, he's always in the top ten for those month-long, you know, events where you have to like upgrade people. And you know, he'll tell me how many bags he has. Just like, man, I do not know how. You, like, I cannot comprehend it because as soon as I get like twenty-five of those, I'm hitting open, especially with the open all. But before it was, I I don't want to have to open all these bags someday, so I want to open them as fast as I can, so that when <laughs> sitting on like 300 that I have to open at once. So uh, I, uh, 
I uh, I spend a <clears throat> uh I, I I spend in these events, so I just brought Matt up just to do it, and now I'm kind of like, all right, that was fun. I got a little bit of fun out of that. I, I I want to have a whole bunch of new things to work towards. I haven't farmed in months. I think, uh, well, I farmed once to bring Matt to 5K, so that way I could have him ready for Anvil uh, a few feuds ago. Um, I farmed to get a, as all the TP I could. Just it took me a day, and I got quite a few hundred TP just to get Matt to five k. And then it was like, all right, well, I guess I'm done. <laughs> like, uh, so I don't really level up anymore um, because I have nothing to work towards. I'm, you know, I've been in this dead end for a little while now, not nearly as long as you know a lot of other people. So I think a lot of people are to get out of the dead end right uh, so what i'm worried for is um how it's going to be done i mean i was really excited you know i i got a token by spending 3000 tp uh there's one in you know the event that if we clear these milestones um but then i find out you need eight of them so it's kind of been this roller coaster of all right well it this is awesome. And then it's like, oh, but the cost. And then, you know, you're seeing some of the beta, and, you know, maybe some of the guys that you spent a lot, you know, to get, you know, maybe you, maybe not even spent, but uh, you grinded, you know, tab joint offers, or you just saved up your, uh, you know, the shank racked and level up money to do, you know, a 10 pole or you know a four pole now and you got lucky like you know that kind of stuff happens and then what you thought was a really great thing may not be so much anymore but uh i'm hoping uh that i uh if i set the bar low on my expectations of how they roll it out just because uh, there's been some things lately that uh i've been not making a lot of people pleasant like a uh nothing like a feud on a fourth of july oh boy don't start me so um i mean for me you know i i'll probably be feuding almost my normal amount just because you know you know it's in the middle of the week for me I have the day off on the fourth, but I have to work the day before and after anyway. So I can't really do a whole lot. I can't really like go out of town like I normally would. Um, Cause this is the first like time where I've actually had to work during the week. Um, so I'm able to, but I, I know it's just, it's a very poor choice. I thought a blitz would probably be, you know, the way to go yep. uh, because you can, you can grind that out. You know, when it's convenient, you know, you can do a couple matches and, you know, put it down and then come back to it and then, you know, keep finishing, you know, your, the blitz that you're working on. You don't have to do it all in one city and even, oh, you can do it at your pace and you're not holding a teammate up, you know. So I thought uh, that's what we'd be seeing. I did not anticipate a blitz, you know, right after a feud during the week. Um, it's just, there's been, uh, a lot of burnout, um, mentally. Um, but yeah, I, 
I do want to work on something new. Uh, that's very uh, exciting. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that, and I think I agree with every single thing you just said. Between the, you know, I was really excited for it, just knowing that they were coming, because you know, if you've been in a dead end for a while, it, it's difficult to keep pushing. But uh, so just knowing that they're coming was just a huge boost. Then the token thing was a massive hit. Uh, then you started watching some of the beta gameplay, which is like, oh, this is actually pretty interesting. The matches are a little more, take a little bit more brain. Um, although I don't know how I would feel about that in a 24-hour feud. <laughs> I could be pretty tired after, you know, a bunch of five, six, seven round matches. But, um, mm. but yeah. uh, especially with this blitz too, because it's, uh, you know, I uh, just feuded, so I'm burnt out still, and then. Um, tomorrow, actually, someone uh, from my faction, uh, Contact, is actually in town. So I'm actually going to be leaving work tomorrow to go catch a drink with him uh, because he tours with um, Disease the Top right now. He sells like merchandise, you know, for them. So nice. he's in. So yeah, I'm actually getting a beer with a faction mate tomorrow. So I'm not going to be able to blitz after work. Uh, so. During the week, I, I thought, you know, Mike and I were talking about it. I guess it's, I thought that <clears throat> if it were a five-day or a week-long event, all right, you know, I can do a few every day, you know, even though I'm just incredibly, like, burnt out from feuding, um, I can roll with it. Plus, I mean, I just sacrificed a bunch of my social time, you know, for feuding. Yeah. And- you know, I've kind of, you know, have plans for during the week, you know, you know, you know whether it's uh, the podcast tonight. I mean, I wouldn't have been feuding either way. <laughs> I mean, blitzing, um, you know, going out tomorrow. But uh, I didn't anticipate, you know, making plans, you know, and then expecting to also have to blitz. Uh, because I'm like, well, we just had a few. There's no way there's they're going to throw that, you know. <laughs> but then again, you know, who knows what Scopely's going to do. <laughs> so, Yeah, I think the challenge is that it's one thing to put out an event that, hey, you know, if you've got if you're you've got the day off for the 4th of July and you're just chilling, here's something to you can play, you know, like, right, a, right. like one of those optional blitzes. This is not an optional blitz because it's all part of the, the, the faction power up. Right. right. Um, but, you know, an optional blitz that you're like, yeah, whatever, I can skip it. No big deal. Um, but you know, a feud, it's not like you can just say, Hey, if you're available feud and if you're in the, in the top factions, you're not going to want to let that go just cause it's a holiday, but you know, it is what it is. I, I, I think, uh, on the whole, like you said, it's just been a lot of ups and downs and we just have to wait it out and see how it plays out. The token requirements to me are the big killer because uh, to me, like, hey, great, all these characters are going to be a lot of fun to use at four stars because you actually get to use their moves. It's about the moves. There's a lot more interaction, and it's not just about who gets to their choose move fastest, but if you're only going to get one guy there for every class, yay. You know, right. it's, uh, the, uh, the fun of this game is not about leveling one guy from each class. The fun is being able to punch and counter punch based on what your opponent is using. And if you're stuck having to use the one best guy all the time for every situation. It's really not that fun. 
Right. Um, I mean, what's also very concerning with it, too, is you uh, that post. I've never seen a, a, a post get downvoted so hard and so quickly as that one that said that it was going to get um, costs, you know, eight three or uh, eight four star gold tokens. I mean, it, it, it doesn't equate to me um, as to how 3,000 TP only equals one-eighth of the chance. Now, maybe we're all blowing this out of proportion, right? But how they're aware of how upset we are about it. Um, they know how upset we are about a variety of things. It's uh, the, the silence has been kind of strange to me. From a business standpoint, you know, you kind of want to mitigate disasters and not let them fester. Um, it's kind of from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to me why they're not even trying to calm the fan base down. Um, you know, there's uh, you don't want, you know, customers leaving things to assumption, you not saying anything. So it kind of just makes them believe their assumptions are, you know, could be accurate. So that's kind of a, a strange thing I've noticed, but I've also kind of, I've laid low off of the, the cesspool that is social media. Uh, I don't really comment anymore. Uh, for the last few months, I, you know, laid relatively low. So I may have missed some, you know, announcements, but um, I, I, I think I would have heard about it if they, you know, kind of address some of the issues. Um, but that's kind of, you know, I'm still on wait and see mode. I told people, uh, you know, that are kind of getting burnt out from this game. I've spoken to people from other factions that have said kind of the same thing, that there's a lot of burnout happening and it's a lot of people are getting mentally fatigued mm -hmm. uh, with this event. I was very excited about it at first. I, I absolutely loved the concept. Um, but I guess it's kind of like, uh, you know, towards the end of the feud or during the middle part of the feud, the overnight's probably the worst. Um, with, uh, you know, making it to, you know, the rest of, you know, the end of the feud, we're kind of maybe in that point where, you know, that's the point where I'm like fighting off night and sleep. So kind of comparison is, um, you know, maybe it's not as bad and uh, let's stick it out. Let's actually see, uh, what happens. And, uh, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, a lot of my concerns will, uh, you know, kind of be on there. Or, you know, be relieved, I guess I should say. Um, you know, they, they they have the capability to do some awesome things. So uh, I'm kind of waiting in C-mode. And, and I guess the other thing, you know, we're kind of talking about on control is, you know, we're kind of worried about, you know, the people that, you know, there's the AJs, the tops and things like that, you know, you gotta make sure, I mean, sure. I'm, you know, the gap could be closed, uh, on, you know, some of the classes. I mean, there's some acros that need to be reworked because that class is, that class is pretty brutal. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let they can do some awesome things. So I'd like to actually see, um, how it's rolled out. Uh, before I, you know, get too worked up over it. And uh, <laughs> that's why 
it's kind of make or break uh, for me with this game. Is uh, I think you're kind of the same boat where let's see what happens, but it, it could break me from this game. Yeah, I think, like you said, there's a ton of potential. Um, and just watching the beta gameplay, I mean, it, it looks like a totally different game, which is so exciting in many ways. I mean, just seeing... I'm just seeing characters like Goldberg finally beat Goldberg, you know. It's um it's really cool. But again, if I can only take one, so what? So um I, I you know, I think and like you said the event I think it's kind of the same with a lot of the month-long events, right? You know, whether it was the Undertaker one or or any of the ones before it. Uh you get into that third quarter of the event and it's just like, oh, it's over already. Um right. so I mean we're kind of only what are we halfway at this point, more or less? Yeah. Uh, but this I one's been a lot more intense just because it's very participation oriented and not um consumption oriented, which is really what we've been asking for. I think a lot of people have been asking for a participation event. Um it's just a lot of participation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I kind of maybe have to be just to be careful of what we wish for. Yeah, but, we uh, asked for yeah. it. <laughs> I, I am very. It is going to be like a whole new game. Um, so that's also something I'm excited for. I mean, it even something that you know I talked to you and Compy about was I mean, may, one thing that could maybe help that is by being rewarded for charging up your moves if that's something that you know could be done as well i think that would be a really cool you know element to add to wait off. so just to just to give some context so we were briefly talking earlier today and i and i said you know why don't we save it for the podcast so you're talking about an idea for let's say the top end uh, like the 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 guys on the tier list that are high that are also the ones that uh people paid you know, good money to obtain um, that should be there, you know, let's say like a macho man, right? Um, how, what are some different ways of being able to uh, make them still at the top of their class, but uh, still fit into the new meta of no more turn two? Right. And I mean, kind of uh, would help all, it would kind of close the gap as well because, you know, all of them, be able to benefit from it um but yeah you know it was something i thought of where we do it would be nice to break away from the two you know turn two um you know (laughs) in matches i mean it's uh not a lot of fun but if you could power up your moves after you have them filled you know let's say you hold off on your move and because you did so went up five percent the first time and you kind of maybe take away some of their gems or, you know, you kind of play a little bit more defensive. And then obviously you're also vulnerable because they could obviously do their moves. So, I mean, it'd be an interesting tactic that you would have to, you know, analyze the situation, but then maybe if you hold out again and not use it, um, it goes up by 10% because you held out, you know, so Mm. it gets, and that maybe cap it at three, I don't know how to go about coding that, but I did uh, speak to uh, Coyote from Grimm because uh, I know he, you know, has done you know programming before, and he said something like that would actually be pretty easy to implement, uh, given you know the structure of 
on the coding structure of this game. Now, what that actually means, I, I don't know because I don't know anything about coding. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so know either. I, I know when I, I don't know something. So but that, I, w- that would really be interesting. So it's not... Um, so basically, you could use the move early, but you risk them kicking out and then you have no way to refill because let's say Macho Man, he's not by nature a refill guy. You can do the choose move to try to refill the black, but it's board dependent. It's not the same as, say, Kalisto, right? Right. Um, So So, instead of that, what you're saying is, let's say, okay, you know what? The the elbow drop and or the multiply move and the elbow drop are charged. Uh, But instead of hitting it and risking, uh, yes, maybe you win early and you save health, but you might miss, and then you're kind of screwed. What you're saying is, let's say you hold off on both of those moves for one turn, and you get 5% more move damage for holding off one turn. And then let's say you play defensively the second turn, uh, and then you know two turns later, now instead of, let's say, whatever, 10 out of 10, the next time it's 11 out of 10, next time 12 out of 10. Now that once you get to 12 out of 10, then now you get a 10% boost on, on move damage. Right. That would be interesting. That would add a whole new dynamic and thought process to the game where, yeah, your overcharged moves get extra move damage. And, I mean, not going to lie, it kind of stemmed from, all right, well, like, you know, these guys that are absolute top-tier macho, man, you know, acro macho, you know, that can't recycle, and, you know, how bad could not being able to recycle hurt them? You kind of have to give that, because, you know, I... I spent a little bit. I mean, I did maybe three, four, maybe five pulls in total. I, I want to say about five pulls in total for uh, Acro uh, Macho, just because someone I would like to have. But I mean, I I do very well in few. You know, I I'm able to do anything I want in this game. Um, and I wasn't a huge Macho. Uh, like I like Macho Man a lot, you know, as a wrestler. But but I don't really do sentimental pulls too much. Uh, if Rey Mysterio comes out, I'm deleting the game uh, and saying, "All right, guys, I'll I'll be back on as soon as that mega goes away." I I kind of need to keep my money here. Be <laughs> <laughs> the one, uh, you know, sentimental mega. Uh, but there's a lot of megas out there that people have chased that can't refill and that might be really hurt by not being able to. I think that kind of it extends matches, uh, adds a different, you know, play style to it. And, um, I, I, there's a lot of risk and reward to, you know, to it. And what actually triggered that thought process was, um, um, I'm playing Naka and you see his, you know, blue power gem move is, you know, power. It's, it's charged. Why isn't he using it? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, why isn't he it's like well it'd be cool if you got you know reward and then that's when the light bulb went on it's kind of like maybe you can supercharge moves um so and uh, i mean as copy said in the chat here uh go with the move damage but uh i i don't know i think it would be a fun new element well uh to the game uh, because you don't have to use it, you know, but uh, it's there for you. And if you do were to go after it, you know, that's a maybe they have their moves charged. So you could be uh, 
know, taking quite a big hit as well. So there is a gamble to it, especially if they were to get a five break. Right. <laughs> well, what I like about it is that, um, you know, inherently a lot of these top tier guys that we chased, um, they're in the three star meta, they're fast, right? You get their moves right. fast and they're devastating moves, um, usually due to gem damage. But if, uh, if, in four stars with that MP trainer, they're still going to be just as fast to get there. They're just not capable of right. winning with that. But if you can make them capable just by, okay, you've got it in the bank and now it's, it's your decision as to when you want to use it based on what the opponent has, where their moves are and all that stuff. Right. I think it, yeah, well, let's hope it, something like that could happen. That'd be pretty darn cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for, you know, additional ways to play this game i mean they they've done a great job you know i i'm a fan of the survival match i mean i completed the you know the 69 turn one i had to revive, <laughs> Me too. But, i loved it <laughs> uh you know that was actually the most fun i had i know a lot of people complained but i can tell you like uh getting that one star card was a lot easier than feuding over the 48 hour oh yeah to get a one star warrior so uh, I can tell you I'd much rather use some in-game cash. I think I used um, like 800. I had a weird total amount spent because I got pinned while I wasn't in danger, and I think that impacted like how much I had to pay to revive them. I don't know. I, I spent like 100 less than a lot of people did because it didn't like double up for me. But I think I, I spent about 800 in-game cash, which... I'll I'll take that for one star, especially since his trainer is pretty useful. Uh, since Titus can only go on one person, um, to have a black gem damage boost is pretty handy. Yeah, for sure. And to tie that back in to your favorite guy, that's another bonus with Anvil. He's a striker that doesn't need Titus. Yeah, exactly. Well, my man, I think we're approaching on an hour and a half here, so we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, Davey? Yes. Yeah, so NWO, if you had to classify yourself, would you be a trickster, a technician, a powerhouse, a striker, a showboat, or acrobat, or striker? Did I say striker? (laughs) I think so, but... uh... Go with an outside-the-box answer here and say because RVD is an acrobat and I uh, have some recreational uh, things in common uh, with Uh, RVD. (laughs) Yoga. (laughs) (laughs) So you're an acro. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably be a powerhouse just because, you know, you can be uh, fat and be a powerhouse. <laughs> Got it. I've always been lazy, so I've always had a little bit of a gut. So I'd probably go, uh, probably go the uh, the powerhouse route, I guess. But probably uh, acrobat, just because of the RBD and it's outside the box uh, kind of way to go about it. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why the acrobat class is the weakest. And oh in it. snap! it's funny well it's been a good show um you know it's been a long time coming i'm glad we could finally make this happen yep yep so uh it's been a 
I appreciate you having me on and that, and that I came to listen. Uh, feel bad if I didn't, uh, you know, mention everyone. There's a lot of people that I'm close to in this game. Um, so, uh, but I do appreciate everyone that did uh, come and support this podcast as well and uh, listen to all of them. I mean, there's a lot of cool people in this game that uh, once you put the faction thing aside and actually get to know them as people, it's uh, pretty cool to learn uh, who's behind these usernames. At the- yeah, definitely. Absolutely. My biggest takeaway from this whole um, podcast was the few tips, especially the props. I waste so much time switching props between brawls. So I'm oh, glad yeah. for these tips. Oh, and one more, too. Um, if you're using someone like Cass... And- uh warrior you know with a cross break where if you get a five break and you get that wild card on there a lot of people don't understand and they get pissed off when like i should have gotten the three you know loot boxes but you only got two because it created another three break that wild card is interesting because if you hit it with a blast gem um like it's in the radius of the blast gem it actually gets i've had like eight to nine k wild card damage uh, because it will pick up the damage from the gem to the left the right above it and below it huh okay if you take it out with like a four break i've had some really high wild card ones in there too which also helps bring them down you know towards danger or you know you can get that pin um so you can do some extra damage instead of using it if you can knock it out with a blast or a you know a cross four break. break, yeah, cross break, or even a four break that doesn't need the wild card to create the four mm. break. Um, depending oh. on what you get some extra damage out of that wild card one. So, since a lot of people get annoyed by the fact that you don't get three out of you know the three loot boxes sometimes because of that, um, well, there's a much better, uh, um, there's also because of it doing that it creates a very big, um, it can be very powerful gem as well. Uh, besides being able to create a, you know, uh, a match with it. I learned something new every time. I'm this telling is why you. we have guests. That's why we have podcasts. Awesome. Okay, cool. Len. Well, thank you so much. This has been the DVO podcast. We hope everyone learned something informative. Have a great day. Peace. This is the DVO Podcast. The DVO Podcast is based around the players and culture of the mobile game WWE Champions. If you are interested in watching the gameplay that accompanies this podcast, please visit www.youtube.com slash DavyDGaming1. That's D-A-V-E-Y-D-G-A-M-I-N-G, the number one. Also, follow me on Twitter at Davey underscore gaming.